It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Here we are on Thursday morning, and it is snowing out there. I had to dig out my pickup, and no, I was so happy for a four-wheel drive. But that's a note to everybody else out there. You might want to wait a little bit and get those snow plows out there and take your time and and uh, give the snow plows plenty of space. And I guess what we'll talk about first is our closings. And I've got a nice long list, so bear with me. We've got Abbotsford, Elma, Altoona, and Arcadia. They're all closed, but it is a virtual learning Thursday. Augusta, Augusta Senior Center and Community Center, Bethel Christian School, Blair Taylor, Bloomer, Boys and Girls Club of Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire, Kadat, and Chippewa Meals on Wheels. They're all closed. And the Meals on Wheels, there's no meals or, or senior dining. Chippewa Falls Area Unified School District, Chippewa Falls Mobile Meals, Chippewa Falls Senior Center, Cochrane Fountain. Are all, those are all closed in Chippewa Falls. Cochrane Fountain City is closed Thursday, but it's a virtual learning day. Cornell, Durand, Arkansas are both closed. Eau Claire Area School District is closed with a virtual learning Thursday. I had to move my screen a little bit here. Levistrom closed. Elmwood closed with a virtual learning Thursday. Early Learning Center will be closed. Fall Creek is a virtual learning today. Uh, First Evangelical Lutheran Lacrosse is closed. Generations Academy, Gilman School District, Gilman 10 School District, Grace Adult Services, Chippewa Falls are all closed. Granton is closed with a virtual learning today. Greenwood, Hillsboro, Ellie Phillips Senior Center, Lake Holcomb, Loyal School District are all closed. McDonald Area School District is closed. 4K is closed. Mondovi is closed. Nesita, virtual learning Thursday. Nailsville, closed today with a remote learning day. Nakusa, closed. New Lisbon, virtual learning today. Asu Fairchild, closed with grades 6 to 12, virtual learning. Owen Withy, closed. Pepin, closed, virtual learning day today. Russ County Transit, services canceled. Spencer, virtual learning today. Um, Stanley Boyd School District, virtual learning. Thorpe, virtual learning. Westby, closed. Flexible learning day in Westby. Whitehall, closed. Wanawak, closed today with a virtual learning day. That's the list that I have so far. I will refresh it, but mostly check ahead if you've got something planned today because the roads out there were not the best. It was kind of interesting, but like I said, thank goodness for the four-wheel drive. And um, let's take a quick look at our weather for today. High of 31. Right now we're sitting at 30 with snow, and it's supposed to start getting more breezy. Tonight, 20. Tomorrow, 25. Breezy and partial sun. Tomorrow night, 16. Saturday, Sunday, 27. Partial sun. Monday, 29. Tuesday, 26. And partial sun. And Wednesday, 22. And there is a winter storm warning for most of the area. I did look at the the radar, and boy, it's a big chunk of snow. I think we're going to be at it for a while. 
but we're here to help you get those chores done and give you those reminders to take your time and be careful out there. We are going to be talking a little bit about Ukraine exports, potato production, corn and soybeans that are stored, and the DNR has a free fishing weekend this coming weekend. I'll give you more information about that as we go along. But we better get some more chores done here at Wax 104.5. That brings me back to the time when I worked in the school district, and I used to enjoy these snow days. My son would come over, and we, my son and his uh, his wife now would come over, and my do- <clears throat> and my daughter and I, and we would play. We'd play board games, and we had a tendency to fix a drink or two. So I, you know, now I've got a different different path and doing something different but you know you kind of embrace those times when you're kind of thrown together and spent some quality time but we better get moving here at wax 104.5 and it's time for some national news NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The U.S. will reach its debt ceiling today. That's the limit of money the federal government is allowed to borrow to meet its financial obligations. The debt ceiling currently stands at over $31 trillion, and Congress is considering raising that limit to keep the U.S. from defaulting on its debt. Lawmakers still have a few months before the government defaults. A dangerous winter storm is heading to the Great Lakes. Trey Thomas with details. The winter storm is forecast to head from the Central Plains to the Great Lakes region today, bringing heavy snow, sleet, and freezing rain. Snowfall from Nebraska to Michigan, along with high wind gusts, will make travel dangerous with near zero visibility at times. President Biden will be in California today to tour damage left by the powerful storms that flooded parts of the state. Biden will visit with first responders and local officials on the Central Coast and consider the amount of federal support needed for relief efforts. A recent series of atmospheric rivers left at least 19 people dead in California. Freshman Republican Congressman George Santos claims, and his website still purports, that his mother survived the 9-11 terror attacks in her office at the World Trade Center. But as Ryan Nobles reports, that doesn't seem to be the case. A genealogist has uncovered documents, immigration records that showed on a visa application in 2003 that George Santos's mother said that she hadn't been in the country since 1999. Immigration records show his mother, Fatima Caruso de Volder, entered the U.S. in 2003 after living in Rio de Janeiro. She'd been in the U.S. from the 1980s until 1999. She died in 2016. Stock futures are down slightly as investors look ahead to economic data. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've made it to nine minutes after five o'clock, and it's time to check the weather's around the weather around the area. Eau Claire, we're sitting at 30 in snow. And today we're only supposed to get up to 31, and snow is supposed to start to be bree- more breezy. Medford, 27. Rice Lake, 29. Wausau, 30 in snow. Green Bay, 32 in snow. Marshfield, 29. La Crosse, 30. Madison, 33 in snow. And Milwaukee, 36 in cloudy. And there is a winter storm warning out there. And the radar is an awfully big spot of snow. I think we're going to be having it for a while. And uh, make sure if you have something planned today to call ahead, make sure it's still 
happening and be careful out there. Slow down. And I forgot to mention that our school closing at waxradio.com are brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa of the Chippewa Valley. I did read them off at the top of the hour. I'll be reading them off again uh, about half past. And we just got to get through some other chores. And I can't, it's just not really possible to keep reading them. But please reach out. If you have something planned that was scheduled for today, reach out to make sure that it's still happening. Got to stay safe out there because it's a lot easier to call ahead than it is to get pulled out of a ditch. Well, we better get back to some chores, and up next are the markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's dive right into the markets. Our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 144 to 160, with mixed at 105 to 143 and a half. Choice-fed beef heifers are 144 to 161, with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 43 and a half. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 136 and a half, with select and silage fed steers 86 to 126 and a half. Cows are 63 to 92, with bulls at 73 to 95. Butcher hogs are 49 and a half to 66. Sows are 40 and a half to 42 and a half. Boars are 17 to 31. Shorn market lambs are 132 to 137. Feeder lambs are 150 to 250. Ewes are 65 to 90. Small goats are twenty-two and a half to one hundred ninety dollars. Medium goats are one hundred five to two hundred twenty-five dollars. Large goats are one hundred seventy to three hundred forty dollars, and nanny goats are forty to two hundred forty dollars. We'll roll on over to our futures markets. Our live cattle for February one fifty-six eighty down twenty cents. April one sixty twenty-two and a half. Uh, up twelve and a half cents. June one fifty six eighty seven and a half. A down seven and a half cents. And August one fifty seven down five cents. And our feeder cattle for January one seventy nine fifty down fifteen cents. March one eighty one seventy two and a half up forty two and a half cents. April eighty six one eighty six thirty up forty two and a half cents. And May one ninety seventy five up 60 cents and sliding on over to our lean hog carcasses february 77 32 and a half down a dollar 12 and a half april 86 20 down a dollar 92 and a half and may 94 45 a down two dollars that's a little look at those let's get on to our chicago board of trade corn for march Six seventy nine down two cents. Oats for March, three sixty five down a nickel. Soybeans for March, fifteen twenty three down a penny. Soybean meal, four hundred seventy nine dollars a ton. That is up a dollar and a half. And wheat for March is eight thirty six down four and a half cents. And sliding to our cheese markets, barrels one seventy down one and three quarters. Forty pound blocks. 203 and a half up three quarters. Gray double A butter, 237 down four and three quarters. Class three milk futures, January 1945 down three cents. February down a dime to 1844. March 1816 down two cents. April 1841 down 15 cents. And May 1878 down 16 cents. And that market is trending downward through the end of the year. We better get some more chores done here at Wax 104.5. 
For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at some farm news. The pace of Ukraine exports are improving. Ukraine is starting to enjoy a stronger wheat market and an increased export forecast by one half million metric tons to 13 million metric tons. That amount is not nearly the amount that Ukraine has exported in the past, but it is definitely going in the right direction. Let's look at the potato production. (laughs) I like potatoes. Potato production in Wisconsin in 2022 was estimated at almost 28 million hundredweight, down 4% from last year. Potato growers averaged 420 hundredweight per acre, down 2% from the 2021 yield. Acres planted to potatoes totaled 67,000, with 66,500 acres harvested in Wisconsin. Nationally, over 392 billion hundredweight of potatoes were harvested. That's down 4% from last year. With the potato yield per acre, that was down about 1.5% to 438 hundredweight. Acres planted to potatoes was down to 895,500 acres from 900. 23.6 thousand acres in the U.S. in 2021. Corn stored in Wisconsin on December 1st totaled 415 million bushels, down 4% from December 1st last year, according to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service grain stocks report, with 60% of that corn stored on the farm. Nationally, on December 1st, 10.8 billion bushels were are stored, down 7% from a year ago. Of all the corn that is being stored, 6.75 billion bushels are stored on farms, but that's down 7% from 2021. Soybeans stored in Wisconsin on December 1st totaled 89.5 million bushels. That's up 4% from last year at the same time. 31% of those soybeans are stored on farms. And nationally, farmers have just over 3 billion bushels in storage, down 4% from December 1st, 2021. Of all those soybeans stored, almost 1.5 billion bushels are stored on farms. Well, we better get through some more chores, and then you're going to be hearing from... Carrie Mess, and she's going to be talking to Dr. David Vale on canine oncology. He's a vet, and there's some research going on down in Madison. I thought it was kind of interesting. We'll see what you think. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Dr. David Vale isn't your typical dog, cat, or even cow veterinarian, but the research he does may one day not only help your pet, but also your human family members. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. Dr. Vale is a veterinarian at UW School of Veterinary Medicine who specializes in oncology. He is a member of the first-of-its-kind Canine Health and Registry Exchange Scientific Advisory Board, but his research doesn't stop there. He also works with the Carbone Cancer Institute to help solve some of the mysteries in human cancer. Dr. Vale, tell me more about the research you are doing right now and how it's bridging cancer research between humans and animals. 
You know, over the last 30 years of my career, I guess you would classify me as a clinical researcher. And the field that I'm in is a field called comparative oncology. And comparative oncology is the field where we're trying to understand cancer in general, both from a therapeutic standpoint, that is new treatments that develop for cancer, uh, new diagnostics for developing to diagnose cancer earlier, uh, with an eye to transfer what we learn about treating and diagnosing cancers in various species to hopefully accelerate the time it takes to get new drugs and new diagnostics available to all species. So, for example, developing a new treatment for a cancer in pet dogs or companion dogs may very well translate into a new treatment for humans and vice versa. And so this field of comparative oncology is designed to look at cancer in many, many species to hopefully better understand it and in a quicker fashion. So some of the tumors that develop, for example, in dogs develop much quicker and either respond to treatment or not respond to treatment quicker than what would occur in people so that we can gather some data on effectiveness before and after. When we we find what we think is a good therapy, then we'll investigate it in our, our companion dogs. And if it seems to work in that species, it's actually very likely that it will work in other species as well. Currently, most of my research is on an area called immunotherapy, which is a mean of making a patient's immune system seek out, find, and kill cancer cells before they actually develop into tumors. As you were explaining, I was thinking about how different and yet the same our bodies and systems are between humans and dogs. It sounds to me like the treatment bridges really happen because of how different treatments go about like tackling the cancer cells rather than the animal the cancer is in. Is that a good way to explain it? Yeah, in many cases, that's absolutely correct. It may not be that a drug that works for one particular type of cancer in a person will work for that type in the dog, but the mechanism or the target may be agnostic or uh, irrelevant as far as the tumor type. If that tumor has the same target that we can attack, then that drug will work. There are a lot of different groups working on different aspects of treating and curing cancer across humans and animals, and there's funding coming from a bunch of sources. Tell me a little more about some of the partnerships in the comparative oncology world that you've seen. Uh, most of my work is, is, as I mentioned, clinical trial work, which is trying novel therapeutics and no- novel diagnostics, trying them out uh, by including companion animals with naturally occurring cancers. Unfortunately, we see a lot of cancer in our dogs and cats, and uh, it's been well recognized over the last couple of decades now by uh, organizations like the National Cancer Institute, for example, who fund some of our, our work. Uh, Veterans Administration, uh, believe it or not, also funds some of our work because a common cancer in the dog, a malignant melanoma, also occurs in people. And in people, it's sunlight-induced. And so uh, our armed forces working in, for example, the Middle East that have a higher level of sunlight exposure have a higher rate of cancer. So uh, we're funded uh, to look for novel uh, treatments for melanoma. And then there are organizations that uh, fund uh, this comparative oncology approach that are more animal-based, like the Morris Animal Foundation or the American Kennel Club fund a lot of of, uh, cancer research. And their charter is totally different. Their charter is animal health and the National Cancer Institute's charter is human health. But the two have come together to recognize that we can solve some of these problems uh, quicker by uh, including all species in in the uh, uh, the clinical trials and the research that goes on. So there are several organizations of which we're a part 
we have an internal organization, a, a comparative oncology working group that has physicians from the Carbone and veterinarians from our veterinary school uh, that we meet and uh, discuss common uh, problems and research questions, and then we go about trying to solve those together. Uh, there are national organizations. For example, uh, example, the National Cancer Institute has a uh, what's called the Comparative Oncology Program, which uh, has an eye to this uh, idea of comparative oncology, where they, uh, for example, if a researcher at the National Cancer Institute develops a novel anti-cancer drug, there's about 20 veterinary schools in the United States and Canada that um, will start looking at the effectiveness and the safety of those drugs in pet dogs that develop cancer that we don't have a kind of a standard of care for. Other national organizations, uh, many of your listeners may be associated or aware of the V Foundation, uh, which is uh, the largest uh, cancer funding agency on the human side. It's got close ties with uh, ESPN. Uh, They fund some of our our work as well. And uh, there's a national organization of six veterinary schools that also have a National Cancer Institute a recognized cancer center like the Carbone. And so we work as an organization to include our, our companion dogs at our veterinary schools in, in new uh, drug and diagnostic development as well. So there's a, there's a lot going on in the comparative oncology space right now that's pretty exciting. This might sound a little far-fetched for some of the listeners out there, but as a veterinarian, you really do have a role in the hands-on care of humans too. When my son was born, he had a rare tumor, and his doctors took the information they had to something called a tumor board. And you're part of that, right? Yeah, we we get together uh, every Wednesday. We have grand rounds uh, in the mornings over at the Carbone where, um, you know, cutting edge uh, either research or uh, information on, on cancers is presented, and I've presented at that. The physicians certainly at the Carbone present at that, and we kind of get together once a week for that. That organization, internal organization, the Comparative Oncology Working Group, uh, we meet uh, regularly as well. Tumor boards, that that particular term is usually uh, is applied to every week um, uh, all the cancer biopsies um, from patients, whether it's the veterinary patient or the human patient, uh, are reviewed by a team of pathologists, surgeons, medical oncologists, and radiation oncologists, and we come up with the best treatment plan for a particular individual, and we do that on a weekly basis. Another part of this cancer puzzle that many farmers are familiar with is looking at genomics. While farmers are using genomics to pick bulls for their herd, you use genomics to really do deep dives into what's causing different types of cancer. Yeah, so there's a lot of work, obviously, in the area of of genetics and uh, the genetic causes of cancer. There are similarities and differences between the species, obviously, but the the synteny, that is the the similarity of where genes are associated on chromosomes, is much closer, uh, for example, dog to man or dog to person than rat to person or mouse to person. So in, in many respects, what we can learn about the genetic basis of cancer may be better recapitulate what goes on in people if we're looking at dogs. And it doesn't really matter where these genes are on the chromosome. If, if they're coding for the same target, for example, if we can take, for example, a tumor that's very common in the dog, which is bone cancer, which is quite rare in, in kids. It's a, it's a cancer of children. If we can find genetic uh, changes in dogs with bone cancer because we see so many of them and learn from that and then 
go back and look in the rarer case in people and see if and look for that same target. That's a way that the comparative oncology approach can utilize cancer uh, genetics to accelerate our, our, our treatment options. And that's some pretty interesting information from Dr. David Vale. He's um, part of the research in UW-Madison on canine oncology. I find it interesting all the things they can do and link together. Well, we're at 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got a few more chores to do, and then we'll be hearing from Rocky. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. You said you haven't even dug out yet. I haven't dug out yet. Nope. I don't think there's much point for a little bit. Yep, I don't think it's uh, just too bad. I don't know what, maybe four inches or something like that, three, four. I don't know. It was over the top of my shoes when I was digging out my pickup, so that's all I can really tell you. Yep, better than ice, right? Oh, absolutely. What happened at the market yesterday? Yeah, thank good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, thank you, Jill. This is how uh, Wednesday's uh, dairy cattle auction shaped up. Uh, we sold 250 head of dairy cattle, auction featured uh, tie stall herd, uh, many reputation consignments, the top end farther free stall cows and spring and heifers. Top fresh cows brought 2200 to 2750 Several loads averaged 2000 to 2500 Many other good cows, uh, 15 to 2175 Top Holstein spring and heifers, 1500 all the way up to 2100 uh, The common and planer cows uh, sold uh, 1500 and down. Uh, next week's uh, dairy cattle auctions, we have two dairy cattle auctions. We have one Tuesday that is our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we also have a regular Wednesday sale. we got a really nice lineup for that sale. we got 25 of them very, very fancy. Jersey Holstein Cross, part of their freestall cows. They're all going to be recent, fresh. They're coming from Kemper Farms. Uh, they, like I said, just a rip and set. We do have a video of those cows on our website. We also have other consignments of 60 fresh Holstein two-year-olds. A couple of them loads are fully registered. Uh, they're all parlor freestall. I mean the rip and fancy kind for next week. Uh, like I said, just a really nice lineup of dairy cattle for next week. If you got anything to sell, make sure you give us a call. Uh, we will also sell feeder cattle after the dairy cattle on Tuesday. Full details on upcoming auctions, advanced consignments, market reports on our website at Premier, Premier livestockandauctions.com. Really got a lot of stuff coming up in the sales schedule, a lot of exciting things, so make sure to check that out. Questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, we got our large hay auction every single Wednesday. Whatever kind of hay you're looking from, uh, from grass-type hay all the way up to fancy uh, straight alfalfa, uh, all kinds of bedding, that's every Wednesday at 9.30. Large machinery auction, uh, that's coming up March 24th. Get your consignments in early if you want to talk about some reduce commission rates. We are given special rates uh, if you call and do pre-consign stuff here right away. So that is the way it's uh, shaping up, Joe. I would imagine the boys will have to get out and plow out the yard pretty quick, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might be somebody working on that already. So, <laughs> Well, no, no rest, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you have a great day and stay safe. All right. Thank you. Bye. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And let's see... I don't see that Mike, see if Mike, 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 are you on the mic? I am. That that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have a question before we even get started. Okay. Tell me the difference between snow showers and snow flurries. 
So snow showers would be more heavier rates of snow. Not exactly the heaviest. You would just call that straight up snow or heavy snow. But uh, flurries are just kind of like those lazy flakes that fall. Uh, you know, basically the ones that just kind of float slowly to the ground and okay. not not a very heavy rate. And I think you can kind of picture what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely, I just it just came in my head, and I had to ask the question. Hey, no worries, but uh, we won't have too many flurries to take us through the rest of this morning, anyways. As the snow will remain rather heavy at times, and. We'll see these uh, lasting throughout the mid-morning hours before starting to taper off into lighter snow showers to take us uh, through the afternoon. And that can lead to additional light accumulations as well. As a lot of us, by the time this is all said and done, can expect to be in the neighborhood anywhere from about 5 to 8 inches. uh, Again, by the time this is all said and done. And that includes what's already fallen. Otherwise, going into tonight, the snow tapers off and we'll have a mainly cloudy and rather quiet evening aside from the winds. They'll still be rather breezy out of the northwest between about 10 to 15 miles per hour. And that'll bring in more seasonal temperatures as we have a quiet weather pattern unfolding going into the weekend. Highs will be mostly into the mid to upper 20s with a mainly cloudy sky. Starting off with cloud cover next week, upper 20s, but then we slowly cool down into the middle of next week and... Well, towards the end of next week, we could have temperatures that are a little below average. And yes, that does mean that we could have highs into the teens. Otherwise, right now, we still have some snow falling and a temperature of 30 degrees in Eau Claire. I think a little bit of saving grace is that the temperature's at 30 degrees, though. Yeah, it does make for a wet and heavy snow, though. So it does make it a little bit uh, a little bit tough to drive in. But as long as, uh, long as our crews are continuing to work the way they are, hopefully these roads will improve by the afternoon. Hopefully. Well, you take care and stay safe. You too, Jill. And that was Mike Dandria from the TV13 Weather Source. We need to get through a few more uh, chores, and I've got to see if I can't get the news to work. Seems to be struggling a little bit here, but I'm, I hope I can get it to work. So let's get through some more chores first. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're still working hard here. I think I've got the the news to work. Um, it's, the technology doesn't always agree with me, so I'm going to give it a rip and see if we've got it. And we'll say good morning to Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Mother Nature in charge. Well, we didn't need a reminder of that, but here's our refresher as Eau Claire starts the day under a winter storm warning. And in fact, many schools delayed, closed, making that swap to remote or virtual learning. Thanks to WEAU 13 News and our partners there, you can find that full list with a click online, 715newsroom.com. In other headlines, it's two months in prison for a western Wisconsin man who tried to have sex with a teenager in Eau Claire. A judge yesterday sentenced 25-year-old Jay Lee to two months in jail, five years probation, as he answered an online message from someone he thought was a 13-year-old girl, actually was a state investigator. He was arrested after he went to an Eau Claire park to meet up for sex. Lee will have to register as a sex offender for the next 15 years. Looking into some other headlines, a judge now has 90 days to decide if a former Minneapolis cop convicted of the murder of George Floyd will get a new trial. Lisa Taylor with more. The lawyers for Derek Chauvin appeared in court to argue the location of the original trial and a juror who attended a march related to the case should be grounds for a new trial. Chauvin's trial was held in Minneapolis and his attorney said that meant he didn't get a fair trial. Meanwhile, the state claimed Chauvin was treated fairly and all jurors were vetted. Chauvin received a 22 and a half year sentence 
sentence and a more than 20-year federal sentence. I'm Lisa Taylor. On our own political stage and at the Capitol, the Wisconsin Assembly votes today on a proposed constitutional amendment that will allow judges to look at the totality of circumstances when determining bail. Milwaukee Democrat Chris Larson was a no vote in the state Senate on Tuesday. Sounded like this. The idea that we're going to go to the, uh, the voters of Wisconsin and say, no, trust us, we'll figure out how to define these new terms in state statute uh, after you pass this constitutional amendment, it's... It's unprecedented. And we'll show you different sides so you can decide, as we have Republican Van Wangard here, the author of that bill. You can't even consider public safety when setting bail in Wisconsin. Can't even look at it. In California, it's the very first thing you look at. In Wisconsin, if a judge looks at it, they violate their oath of office. Assembly approval will allow the amendment to go before voters on the April state ballot. A plot twist. Books get a boost in Cinder City after somebody gave Altoona's public library $10,000. The library announced that the main character in this story remains anonymous after that donation yesterday. But uh, most likely they'll invest that in some new self-checkout machines. And it wasn't you, it wasn't me, but another lottery jackpot reaches some big levels. Nobody won $439 million in Wednesday night's Powerball drawing, so that'll plump up a little bit more to $473 million. But for the rest of us, well, we know those chores never end. It's back to work no matter what's fallen from the sky. And we head to the barn with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to take one more run through the closing. We've got Abbotsford, Elma, Altoona, Arcadia, Augusta, Augusta Senior Center, Bethel Christian School, Blair Taylor, Bloomer, all close. The Boys and Girls Club of Chippewa Falls and the Boys and Girls Club of Eau Claire is closed. Kadat. Chippewa County Meals on Wheels, no Meals on Wheels or Senior Dining, and Cadat Schools are closed. Chippewa Falls Area Unified School District is closed. Chippewa Falls Mobile Meals and Chippewa Falls Senior Center are both closed. Cochrane Fountain City, Cornell, Durand, Arkansas, Eau Claire School District, Eliva Strom are all closed. Elmwood, Fall Creek are both closed. First Evangelical Lutheran, Generations Academy is closed. Gilman, Gilmanton is closed. Grace Adult Day Services in Chippewa Falls is closed. Granton, Greenwood, Hillsboro are all closed. Ellie Phillips Senior Center is closed. Lake Holcomb, Loyal, McDonald, Mondovi, Nasita, Nielsville are all closed. Nakusa, New Lisbon, Oscar Fairchild, Owen Withy is closed. Pepin, Regis Catholic Schools are closed. Russ County Transit Commission is closed. Spencer is closed. Stand in the Light Memory Choir activity is canceled today. Stanley Boyd, Thorpe, Westby, Whitehall, and Wanawak are all closed. Some of them do have virtual learning, so check. If you have uh, kiddos in the school system, make sure you check so they don't get behind. We need to get a few more chores done before we head on over to markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, technology is not being my friend. I'm struggling a little bit to get my markets up. So I'm going to do one more story. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is hosting a free fishing weekend January 21st and 22nd. That's this coming weekend. 
No fishing license or trout or, and salmon stamps are required to enjoy the fun and excitement of winter fishing. Anglers can fish on state waters where there is an open season. All of the fishing regulations apply, including limits on the number and size of fish you can keep and any seasons when you must release certain fish species. Check out the 2022-2023 hook and line regulations for more information. If you plan on keeping your catch, review the DNR safe eating guidelines. Visit the DNR website for more information. We're going to do some more chores, and I'm going to see if I can get my technology going. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, lucky me, I've got one of the markets working. We're going to hear from Brittany in Barron Equity. As for fed cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 128 to 132.50. Choice Holstein steers were 110 to 127, and our unfinished steers and heifers were 109 and down. As for cull cows, the top 20% sold 70 to 80, topping at 85.58. 60% sold from 40 to 69, and the bottom 20% sold 39 and down. As for cull bulls, they sold from 80 to 85, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. As for calves, our quality Holstein bull calves sold 90 to 137.50. Light and poor quality calves were 75 and down. Our next sheep and goat and small animal sale is January 21st. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm to look at your livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I'm clicking away on buttons and trying to get things to work. But luckily, I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford that is going to join me for the morning to tell me what's going on up there. Well, Joe, good morning to you. Sometimes you just got to get a bigger hammer. <laughs> I don't think the management would appreciate that. <laughs> well, then they, be, they, they should make sure that works then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting it. I've got it so far. So what's been happening up there for the markets? Okay, Jill, thank you, and uh, good morning to everyone. A summary from a very busy Wednesday yesterday here at Equity Stratford. Um, a volume definitely uh, larger yesterday in anticipation of the bad weather that we're going to have today. But anyway, uh, on the market summary from yesterday, we'll start with the Peter Cattle Auction. Lightweight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from $1.35 to $1.67. Heavier beef steers yesterday, mostly from $1.10 to $1.65. Uh, lightweight beef heifers, from $1.30 to $1.65. Heavier beef heifers, uh, 110 to 160. Holstein feeders yesterday, mostly 85 up to a top of 140 on uh, some lightweight Holsteins. Now we'll get into the uh, market auction. Very, very strong cow market yesterday. Uh, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows, from 80 to 95. Extreme top on the cow market yesterday at 99. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction sold in and 80 center cows, like carcass cows, below 55. On the fed cattle trade, you're starting trading Holstein steers 123 to 135. Underfinished cattle, 20 and below. Bull market yesterday, uh, they're selling from 85 to 101. On the calf market, a yesterday auction, better quality Holstein bull calves, 75 to 175. Heifer calves, 30 to 60. Good quality beef calves, 175 to 340. Now, the uh, sale is scheduled for today, so uh, probably be a later starting time. So, uh, folks, if you're planning on shipping livestock today, give the market a call ahead of time, get the sale schedule, the time start, etc. So, uh, and give the plows 
clean the roads off. And also, if you're our marketing livestock today, uh, uh, clean your clean your yard out, help your trucker out, make sure you're there when he comes to pick up your stuff so you can help him out. So I'm not sure how long this is going to snow, Jill, but I think we got probably four, five, six inches. I don't know. I didn't go out yet, so. Well, it was over. Anyway, the, it was over the top of my shoes when I was cleaning off my pickup. So, oh well, <laughs> I guess it. Yeah. Well, anyway, at least you made it in. That's one good thing. Oh, absolutely. Four wheel drive and a Chevrolet. All right, and some um, useless information if you don't need this today. But my uh, my uh, grandchildren informed me today that's National Popcorn Day today. Well, that sounds like a good plan to me. There you go. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Again, folks, do drive careful, and uh, we'll see what happens today. Absolutely. And that and that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Let's get through a few more chores, and we'll see if I can get my technology to work. And we're going to hear from Hot Eamon from Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high-yielding choice beef tiers and heifers, 157 and 166. Topping at 170.50, the choice and select beef tiers and heifers, 146 to 156. The dairy cross tiers, 130 to 145. The high-yielding choice Holstein tiers, 132 to 140. The choice and select Holstein tiers, 121 to 131. With the unfinished tiers, heifers, and heavy tiers, 120 and down. Cow market steady to lower with the high yielding cows 68 to 75. The cutters and utilities 52 to 67 with the low yielding and canner cows 51 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 80 to 90 with a thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down. Calves today sold by the pound of the steady market with 80% of the holding bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves 10 cents to 60 cents. The quality beef calves 210 to 340 with the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, January 19th for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon followed by feeder cattle at 12.30. This is Hot Aim and Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take one last look at our market sponsored by Northside Elevator in Loyal and Arcadia. At the Chicago Board of Trade, March corn is at six seventy nine, down two cents. Oats three sixty five, down five cents. Soybeans fifteen twenty three, down a penny. And wheat eight thirty six, down four and a half cents. And our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls corn is at six twenty four and fourteen sixty four for their beans. Connorsville six twenty four and fourteen fifty nine. Golden Plump in Arcadia six fifty three. For their corn, Baldwin is six thirty one and fourteen fifty one. Durand six twenty seven and fourteen forty six. Mondovi six thirty one and fourteen fifty. Elmwood six thirty one and fourteen fifty five. Fall Creek one six six eighteen and fourteen thirty. Osseo six thirty six for their corn and fourteen fifty five for their beans. Elk Mound has six twenty seven and fourteen forty nine. Sparta six twenty four and fourteen forty five. Ellsworth six oh seven and fourteen oh one. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 624 and 1453. And the Arcadia Location, 643 and 1455. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 649. Stanley, 641. New Richmond, 638 for the corn. And our cheese markets, Barrels, 170, down one and three quarters. 40 pound blocks, 203 and a half, up three quarters. Gray double A butter, 237, down four and three quarters. Class three milk futures, January 1945, down three cents. February, down a dime to 1844. 
March 1816 down 2 cents, April 1841 down 15 cents, and May down 16 cents to 1878, and that market is trending downward. And our weather today, that's our that's our biggest story. It's a winter storm warning. We've got I I would bet that we had 5 to 6 inches of snow up here. I don't know, it was over the top of my shoes, got my shoes filled up when I was cleaning off my pickup. Today, high of 31 with snow and snow showers, and the breeze is supposed to be picking up. Tonight, 20 degrees. Tomorrow, 25, breezy and partial sun. Tomorrow night, 16. And then getting to the highs in the 20s the next five days and partial sun. And as I said before, winter storm warning for the area. There's a whole huge list of closings. Call ahead if you've got something that's planned for today because it may not be happening anymore. I've gone through them a couple times. We'll rip through them one more time. Abbotsford, Elma, Altoona, Arcadia, Augusta, Blair Taylor, Bloomer, Kadat, Chippewa Falls, all are closed. Cochrane Fountain City, Cornell, Durand, Arkansas, Eau Claire, Levistrom, Elmwood, Fall Creek, all closed. Gilman, Gilmanton, Granton, Greenwood, Hillsboro, Lake Holcomb, Loyal, all closed. McDonald, Mondovi, Nasita, Nilesville, Nakusa, New Lisbon, all closed. Osseo Fairchild, Owen Withy, Pepin, Regis Catholic Schools are closed. Spencer, Stanley Boyd, Thorpe, Westby, Whitehall, and Wanawak are all closed. Some of those are virtual learning today to keep up with the time frame to keep those kids learning. So make sure you uh, pay attention and some of them, pay, as I did read that some of them are virtual learning and that's a new case scenario. Otherwise, you know, play some board games, spend some time with those kiddos. Our school closing at waxradio.com brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chip of the Chippewa Valley. And that's what I have for you for this morning. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On demand content at waxradio.com.